up, true checkerheads? Welcome to Gear in Your Bedroom, the weekly Patreon-exclusive podcast where I talk to members of the DIY community about how they do what they do, and I bring you along, too. I am your host, Engineer Joey, or host Joey, or just Joey, um, and I just flew in from Vancouver, and boy are my arms tired. I had to. Uh, yeah, the Checker Pass crew... Has been in Vancouver this last week. Uh, we went there to see the Australian punk band uh, Amol and the Sniffers. I believe they're doing a North American tour, but they hit Vancouver. And as Celine has mentioned on the podcast many times, she fucking loves them. So we got some tickets and we went. This was our first uh, kind of traveling, well, uh, my first traveling since COVID. Uh, Celine has been to Calgary and Vancouver one time. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was fine actually. It wasn't too uh, terrible traveling wise, and the show was fantastic. Uh, I saw someone who I hadn't seen in many years from the Edmonton music scene. Uh, it was cool to kind of bro down. Uh, my trip was really short. Celine is, as of record, uh, actually the whole crew is still in Vancouver. Um, I am the only one back because I came back to do this and go to work and get our little dogs that needed tiny kisses on their tiny heads back from where they were staying. So, <clears throat> that's what we've been up to this week. Um, and yeah, we have, it was a pretty good time. I'm tired as fuck, but it was uh, a lot of fun. So, coming up on this episode, I spoke to Justin, the singer and trombone player for Prop Power Up. Uh, we had a fun chat about writing while recording, getting awesome useless gifts from grandparents, and the bottomless pit of guitar pedal addiction. So uh, I hope you enjoy the convo. Here we fucking go! I'm proud to introduce uh, Justin, the singer trombonist of Western Mass, working class, punk, ska, and thrash band Power Up. How are you doing today, Justin? I am doing excellent. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, no problem. Uh, this is uh, going to be a lot of fun. I have heard you're a gear guy and you guys are DIY band. So this is exactly what we're talking about on this show. Um, yeah, so I guess the first thing I want to ask you about is this big ACDC controversy. Oh. <laughs> oh boy, that sure makes it difficult for a small band, hey? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that uh, I remember waking up that day and being like, oh, 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 OK. And uh, I went on Twitter and I was like, everyone that was talking about their album, I was like, yeah, this is going to be sick. Thanks for the support, man. And it was uh, it was interesting. It um, once the album came out or was released, it pretty much erased all of our online presence for a good like two or three months. But at the time, it didn't matter because we weren't playing shows anyway. Yeah, I guess that's a plus. Uh, for those who don't know, um, ACDC dropped an album called Power Up, and that was it. There, uh, this small Massachusetts band got obliterated from the internet for a few months. It was kind of brutal. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, I thought about it, and I was like, "Fuck, that must have just really sucked." Because uh, we, as Checker Pass, has had a little bit of uh, like we just thought it was a great name, and kind of went rolling with it, and got a logo going, and all that kind of stuff. And then later realized that there's another 
checkered pass check, checkered pass podcast that does like old DC comics and oh. and also just checkered past if you google it you just get so many hits of everything is not not great for finding on the internet oh hey. yeah 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 but you know good idea is a good idea just roll with it fucking whatever <laughs> um so uh your last release uh and equal ugly family uh you guys recorded that all diy you were mentioning um I gotta say, I've been listening to it over the last couple of days to kind of prepare for this, and the thing fucking rips. It's uh, right up my alley as far as music is concerned. Um, specifically King Kong. What a great song. Um, tell me a little bit about um, kind of how you guys recorded that, and um, did you have experience doing DIY recording beforehand? We'd all had some sort of experience recording ourselves in a context that was like, yeah, I want to get this idea down. I want to uh, demo out this song and show it to other people, get the, get a band together. And, um, but like to do it as like a, we're going to, this is going to be our main demo. Uh, we hadn't really done that before. Jeff did a lot of uh, studying up on GarageBand, which is what we used to mix it, which was fun. Rad. Um, and he just, read a whole lot and we pieced it together we actually wrote the songs while recording them for the most part and then learned them after the fact so we had like uh it was just easier for all of our schedules to get together like that that that's really interesting i um i've personally traditionally written more collaboratively like in my old band we would usually one of us would kind of like have you know, the general structure of a song, we bring it to jam, show the other guys, we kind of riff on it and go from there. Um, so I'm sort of learning how to do this whole, like, writing while recording type of thing right now, too. And I think it's really interesting that you guys kind of had, you know, your own, like, throwing down ideas at home sort of figured out. I mean, anyone can download GarageBand or whatever and and just plug in their guitar just to, you know, like a voice memo type of deal. Like, that's, kind of the basics of everybody's DIY recording these days, I feel like. But it's cool to take that idea and like expand it out to the whole band and, and end up with a product that sounds pretty good, you know? Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, were you guys, um, how long has the band been around? Uh, we got together. I'm really bad at time stuff. Uh, we've been talking about it since, since forever. It was always like, yeah, we should get, we should get back together. We should make the Scott Punk band we've always wanted to be in um just focus on getting the music down and and, and be, make it something we were like really proud of and uh Aaron didn't live in the area for a while and uh we all st like had lives jobs careers families mm -hmm. and uh one day we were like we should we should really do this we should just you know get together so they got together and played and me being the trombone player uh, hearing all of these songs for the first time, I didn't have anything to do. So I would just stand there and be like, yeah, this is a sick punk band. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> like I, I, I could get into this dude, dude. Uh, like, but the song, we kept getting together the songs. I, I got the songs under my fingers and we, I was able to write lyrics and parts. And then we would, so it went from, I've got this part, I've got that part, let's jam these parts together, or 
hey, I have this song, but I want you guys to write more parts for it to uh, recording to get like, let's get let's get some uh, let's format these like this part is this part, this part is that part and then the end. Mm -hmm. And that was the recording process. And then we kind of got we polished them after after that. And um, it's like if you listen to the demo, there's some songs that you can tell were recorded much later than the the than some other songs, just because we got better at the process. Um, like Pieces Over Time specifically was one of the last songs we recorded. And I think it sounds a little bit different than everything else on the album. Yeah, I think that one, the vocals sound like uh maybe you just got had the mix a little bit more like spread out or something. Like I, I, I noticed like there's a there's a bunch of harmonies which are really cool on the album. I, I they're really um trying to they kind of remind me of like old school no effects in a way. Like how they're like like now like those two guys know each other's harmonies and they're like perfect, but like back in the day there was like a little bit of wobble and I actually I like that. It makes it more punk rock for me. I, I really enjoyed it. Um that's really cool that um that you structure wise, um, these were a little more planned out. And I think you can hear that. And I'm guessing kind of going forward with your newer stuff, that's sort of the direction you guys took writing as well. Uh, yeah. Um, we, so far we've only written one song as a band together in a room. Um, and we haven't released it. It was a 30 second, like let's write a 30 second song. And then we did it. And then that's the only song we've ever written in a room together. Everything else has been uh, like, let's get two people together. And I have this mostly idea. Let's flesh it out and then bring it, bring it to everybody. Or um, here, like Jeff has a folder full, like full of like, like Pennywise style punk, like, like, uh, or, or like comeback kid style hardcore. And it's like, oh yeah, all of this stuff is really good, and and so we just have this like wealth of individual uh, ideas to draw from. And, that's, and that's that's cool. That's been really uh, fun. That's been really fun. Just reach in that bag and pull out some riffs and throw them together. That's rad. Okay, you guys write like kind of piecemeal. It sounds like um, you specifically uh, when it comes to writing lyrics and stuff. Uh, where do you? kind of start with like i don't want to get like too into the super personal details i i realize oh, yeah, that fine. some people are, are are weird about it but like how do you uh i know some people kind of have like a notebook and they have bits and pieces of stuff that they write and they start kind of pulling from that some people will have an idea and they'll write it like a story like how do you how do you do your lyrics i have to i have to have the song they have to have the song done complete already like i need the exact structure of what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. And then I listen to it over and over and over and over again until I find one, like one piece of the song that I hear, like, I, I want to be saying this there. Like I okay, want to yeah. say it and I want to say it there. And then the rest of the song will either go like going back. I'll go backwards from that point. If it's like in the middle of the song or I'll go forward. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, you know, you'll like, build out from that, that one spot. There. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's rad. Um, yeah, I I kind of do the same. Like, I, I kind of am a little bit of a story writer. Like, I'll I'll have an idea and then I kind of try and think about the song from like beginning to end and 
try and have an arc. But like sometimes I, I've been there where it's like, oh, this bridge needs this thing in it. And this is what I want to be doing here. So everything else just sort of got to work around that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I would imagine uh, I, I've done the same with guitar work too, where it's just like you usually when I'm writing a, 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 a song guitar, guitar, that's where it starts. I'll, I'll have one cool riff and then it'll either work forwards or backwards from there. So I, I get that. And it's, uh, Hey man, it works and it works for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, trombone. When did you, when did you start playing trombone and, mm. um, and how, um, how did you incorporate it into the band? Like, it, it sounds really good. Like, it almost sounds like a different way of adding vocals to me, the way you guys use it a lot of the time. Um, and, yeah, it's just a, it's a really interesting use of the instrument. How'd you, how'd you do that? I started in fifth grade, um, and I stayed in band until I graduated. Uh, until I, I was in band until I dropped out of college, actually. <laughs> Awesome. Um, which was, which was great. Uh, I started being in ska bands in high school. Um, well, I started in a ska band in high school, then, uh, went to another one in college. And that's how I, I've, I've known, I grew up with Aaron. Uh, actually I grew up with, with everybody in the, in the band, except for Brian. Cool. Um, so we, that's another reason why we, have all like the like uh how i was saying the the band got together uh after years of talking about being in the band and um we were able to do that because we all had that uh like that bond from before um i got off topic what was the question <laughs> trombone, <laughs> Using trombone. The trombone okay uh sorry uh i have a big ego <laughs> or I had a, a really, really big ego mm -hmm. and it was easy for me to stand out in this punk band and just be like, I'm going to play this. I uh, don't necessarily need to be on the stage to play it. Cause I, I can just play it. I can go into the crowd and I can play into your face. I can go into the bar area and I can play to these people who have no interest in, in what I'm doing. And then I can go back and join the band for ba 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 ba. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> totally. Uh, and how you were saying, like uh, I use it vocally. It's a lot. A lot of that reason is because I sing and I do the trombone. So I can't. I I uh, some some of the parts that I would want to sing, like mm -hmm. I uh, I don't have the. I can't find the words for. I I hear what I want to sing, and I I never figure out exactly what I want to say. And then I can just, I can do it on trombone. I can do that part. On yeah. You trombone. can do the melody all you want, but you don't need the words with the trombone. Yeah. Yeah. That's I cool. Just, um, yeah. The, yeah. There's a couple of spots in the album where you, I think you guys are double, you have the trom trombone kind of like double tracked and there's vocals going on and man, it's, it's really cool. I really enjoy it. Um, and it's also, uh, an interesting use of the, like you said, like you're, more of a trombonist in a punk rock band rather than like a ska trombonist, it seems. And it's, and it, it's really, uh, an interesting take on, on the whole genre, to be honest. I like it a lot. Um, uh, Oh, this just popped into my head being a Massachusetts band and being aggressive and having, uh, harmonized guitar riffs. Uh, Wilhelm scream fans. 
Jeff is a huge Wilhelm Scream fan. Uh, <laughs> I have I have listened to them, um, but I it just didn't get under my skin like like other stuff has. Uh, Jeff yeah. loves them though. The only I'm reason sure that Brian loves them too. Yeah, the only reason uh, I even remembered that they're from Massachusetts is like every time I've seen them, the guy points out that they're a bunch of massholes, and it makes me laugh like every fucking time. And <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like they say the same joke every tour, and I'm like, ah, I'm not even mad. It's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh can i continue on here um do you uh play any other instruments or just sing and trombone uh i play bass guitar um i tried to play keyboard but i i, I it's i'm try. i'm like if there's what's what's before beginner like uh, well i'm that where whatever that is i'm there with you bud <laughs> but it, it's it's fun to make noise on the keyboard it's uh yeah uh, yeah, it's but, yeah I, play, I play bass Rad. Um, do you play in a band, uh, a, a band as well, or is that more? I have, but I do not currently. Uh, no. I, I can't uh, devote enough time to another band. Basically. Oh yeah, it's it's wild. When people are in like six bands, it blows my mind. I wish I could do it, but I just, I that's too much time for me. <laughs> like going to work and then going to practice is like, uh like I don't want to do oh. that more than more than once a week, you know. Like, yeah, I, I wish I could just take the work part and throw it in the garbage and just go to practice. To be honest, <laughs> that would be great. That's that's the dream. That is the dream, right? Um, so, uh, do do you ever write parts uh, for the band, like on bass, or or is it pretty much like you're you're just solidly vocals and and trombone? I flesh out song ideas on bass. I mm -hmm very rarely will be like i want this part um it's more like i have this idea gary take it and do it with it what you will because yeah, the yeah. parts that he, that he comes up with are like oh yeah let's let's do this pro project uh prog jazz part like it's like hey jeff do you do you got that and jeff's like no no i don't have that and aaron's like wait play it one more time this but yeah i got it jeff you got this yet and jeff's like no no i don't got it like <laughs> um so with all of that going on uh it's more i like to bring ideas more than than uh than structured like rock solid i love this don't fuck with it please yeah uh, totally if, if i bring something it's probably going to get taken apart put back together again and it's not going to be exactly the same and I'm sure yeah. everybody that writes music has been like, you want to do what? Oh, okay. I guess we can put that. I can, uh, we can change that there, I guess. You know you what know, I mean? I, like, I, I've personally never honestly worked with uh, anybody who's like really like hard line on their songwriting. I, I've always like thankfully worked in really collaborative efforts as far as writing is concerned. Cause I, I could see that being great as like a, Hey, I'm going to show up and play some guitar for a bit for this band. And this person just tells me what to do. Like, that'd be fun. But like, I don't know if, uh, if someone came into jam was like, this is how it's going down. I'd be like, but what if I change something though? <laughs> you know, that, see, that those two lines that you just said, that's, that's a lot of our, our songwriting process. It's like <laughs> even recording though. Uh, we'll find out what the other people have been playing and they're like you've been playing that the whole time um <laughs> i what about if you played it this way and they're like yeah i don't know i really like it this way 
and it and it's like we have a part in a song uh where Aaron went in and uh did an overdub of one chord and he's like yeah much better and me and Brian are sitting there being like uh well it it's not but we we <laughs> we could do it that way I guess if you if you insist but it's it's not better and so I honestly I don't know how it's going to end up I don't I don't know where where that's going to lie yeah, well, it's roll the dice, you know. Exactly. Coin stuff. It's very funny. Um, your trombone. Uh, do you have Do you have the same trombone from grade five? Have you upgraded? Do you have a fancy trombone these days? What's the What's the story of your your instrument that you play on stage? I had my I had my uh, beginner trombone for a long time. That was the one I played. Um, actually, yeah. So I played that until high school. I started playing bass trombone in high school and I got a bass trombone as a present from my grandmother for, for graduating high school. Like pe right. other people get cars and I got a really nice expensive trombone that I did not need in a hardcore punk band. <laughs> hey, uh, but it was a bass trombone. So it was heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the, another thing is, is that like, I, have it's it's hard for me to want to practice trombone that's why well, that's why i like bass so much is because i can pick it up and i can play it uh trombone for me is like been hard for me to really like dig in um mm -hmm. which is where it, i i really like practicing with the band so much because it, it's it's more like i get to perform uh with them you know what i mean i, I get to play my parts yeah. it's it's uh i i Basically, I'll, I'll I'll practice like for three weeks before a show or before we have a set of shows, but most of the time it's like hard for me to 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 dig into it. I can um, imagine it would be kind of like I personally have trouble singing, uh, like when Celine is in the house or whatever. So like whenever I'm recording vocal tracks or whatever, I'll wait till she's out of, out of the house. Even though like we can go to karaoke and I'll sing for hours in front of a whole bunch of people. I completely understand. I completely it, understand. So like, I can imagine like practicing trombone at home. You're like, ah, oh, this is so loud. And who even wants to hear this? You know what I mean? Like it'd be the, the same as, as singing to yourself. It's, it's a very weird, weird sort of thing. I think. Um, and I don't know if it's like a confidence thing or, or what, but it's, it's much different when they when it's really loud, when you're loud and you can just yell into a mic or, or play trombone with the band. It's a totally different experience. You know, it, for me, it's more of a frustration thing. Like I, I think of this part that I have in my head and I want to play it and on bass, I can just pick it up and I can play it poorly, but I can still like <laughs> get there. Yeah. And on trombone, it's like, Oh, I can't hit that register and I keep hitting the register below it. And it's like, fuck and i just get so like angry with my like 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 that i can't do it that it uh it it just makes me not not want to do it uh so like that's why i have to i when i practice i have to play it and then give myself a little time to be like all right i uh i'm gonna I can do this. Like I give myself that little pep talk, you know, like, yeah, yep. I can do, I can do this. I can do this. I know I can do this and just not get like down on myself for, for not having it immediately, which totally, you, you know, if I practice more, I would be, I would, I wouldn't have that as much, but you know, 
got a but, but life, right? Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Life and yeah, discipline. Totally, man. And that's and I feel like that's something probably everyone who's possibly listening to this and and does any kind of music or any kind of creative output really it's like you it it's always fun and it's better to just do it sometimes you just got to psych yourself up i I was had to psych myself up to do this (laughs) you know what i mean big spam big spam (laughs) so but it like ultimately like um i i just think it's it's so cool that we're at a point now where um, if you have a creative aspiration, uh, musically, or you want to do a fucking podcast or whatever, like the tools are right there. You know what I mean? Like we're at a point where if you, if you just motivate yourself to do it, you can, you can get it done. And, and it doesn't have to sound like a shitty ween record anymore, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, ween has a couple good albums. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. But also four track to tape is rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun actually my first band uh in high school I, we did you know like pop punk cover blink 182 and stuff um and, and a nickelback song um Ooh, yeah nickelback uh, song? leader of men baby it was one of our two <laughs> drop d songs um, you, have, you always have to have two because if you have one it's not worth dropping to d yeah and you don't want to be the that band that does the whole like thing just for one song right because like you're not gonna have a (laughs) tuning pedal when you're 16 why would you have a tuner pedal (laughs) um oh where was i even going with that um Oh, I totally lost. My, I don't know, my... but we, speaking of Nickelback, the the I, the rock star song. I just want to say, go on the record. I love that song. Nickelback, <laughs> rock star. I want to be ring rock star. I love that song. Whenever it comes on the radio, I'm like, yeah. Is it the cheese factor? I, you know, uh, I will say one of my b- favorite albums is. Uh, uh, oh shit, I can't remember it now. The 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 final countdown by Europe. That, okay. that whole that whole album, gold. Every single song, <laughs> gold. You know what? I've never listened to anything other than the song "The Final Countdown." Maybe oh, I'll no. put her on the old Spotify you, one. You are days. missing Ninja. Ninja's a great song. Carrie is like a hard rock ballad. So good. Um, every song on that album is like, how how did they write this? How how did anybody let them write this? And then the guitar solo is just like. That's why. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's music from that era where, like, I get that rock and roll was big, but, like, it's so... Rock has crashed so hard that to imagine these, like, people like Europe or, like, the Eagles being these huge rock sensations that... that record companies were throwing millions and millions of dollars at like kind of blows my mind these days well, it's super it's it's super interesting because like because of the internet nobody will ever be that big again yeah like, we've talked about that on the pod where it's just that like like a, a so-called fourth wave of ska is like because of the way a and r worked in the 90s that's what made the third wave right like it was the way record companies are pushing all of like the newest sound and there just isn't that just doesn't exist anymore right like it's well it does to a point but like it's not not the same it, like well, people have 
the the brands that people support now are are brands that like they care about like oh i like i realize that this is a brand but also like they re- like I, I i love everything that they put out so i'm going to be a f- i'm going to fanboy this 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 brand like like uh, uh i i love uh there's a record company uh, um in in Lowell. uh it's constant disappointment mm-hmm. i I love everything they do. <laughs> like, like, uh, every, every t-shirt they come out with, I'm like, yo, I'll throw, give me, get one in my size and I'll throw you extra. Like the, the, like, I, I, I love this t-shirt. I love, I, I love what you guys are doing. And I feel like there's just a lot of people doing that for people that they choose are like, I don't know how to, how to say it. it's like, uh, like like everybody that's let's getting like twi- twitter uh super popular like the smaller like the smaller bands are are able to have a bigger presence because everyone's like Into we them. love you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah totally. exactly yeah well it's it, it's kind of like one of my issues with being in a smaller punk band uh in Edmonton like where we are is we're just so isolated right so you can't really like like as people with jobs and like I, I never had the opportunity to go on like a long tour. I just didn't make enough money to take the time off and then also lose money on tour. So yeah, like we, no. we did, we did, we did a few like weekend tour type of deals, um, but everything's really far. So you try and build as big of a following as you can in your, in your city. But like if your city doesn't have a big enough community to support each other, to have people who are all supporting one another. It's, it's hard for that tide to rise and lift all the boats. Right. Whereas with the internet now and, and DIY being as big as it is, it's like you're saying, like it's a easier for a band to be like, yo, we're talented and we're funny and like people dig us and like around town, like we can play shows and it's great, but you know, we go elsewhere and there's nothing. It's like with the internet now. And like you said, with Twitter and, and being able to get your stuff out there, um, it's a lot easier to get support from people who aren't directly local to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like it's like, we're, we talk about it all the time on the pod where it's, you know, we're like kind of the bastion of ska in Canada as far as, as ska Twitter goes. And, but like, yeah, like bad time records, they, they they don't miss. You know what I mean? Like like that's that's a company. Exactly. That, exactly. That's that's what I that's what I was trying to get. Like 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 every, you can't, everything they do is so good. Like yeah. So so it's like supporting, uh, it's supporting the brand, but it's it's supporting a brand that is a pillar of the community in a way. You know, like it's uh, nowadays it's not like when when you say you're supporting the brand, it's not like you're like oh, I fucking love Adidas. I'm gonna wear my Adidas, <laughs> like complete Adidas tracksuit and uh, sheltos every day. Even though I, that's it, awesome, you know. There are people, you know, you know, there are people that are are like that. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I but in the in the mu- DIY music scene, sure. for the most part, it's like uh, you know, like it's it's cool that you're able to kind of support, um, yeah, like smaller creators and and really build up the community because I I feel like. And especially for bands in smaller towns and stuff that don't really have the ability to tour, I can imagine building a community is like near impossible, right? Like, yeah, I uh, I couldn't imagine what that would take. I feel really, really spoiled to be where I am on the East Coast because uh, we could have we could go out for a week 
and dr- never be more than like three hours from home in any yeah. direction. Yeah, that's and still that's play wild. like a different area demographic. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I've uh, I've talked to people. A friend of ours in Edmonton here. He he plays in a couple of bands. Um, he plays in like a crusty kind of hardcore band called Languid, and they do huge in Europe. Um, so they go over to Europe, and and he's like, they've toured, toured Europe so many times, and he's like, it's a completely different. Like touring Canada is a nightmare. He loves it here, but it's like you drive five to eight hours between cities and then like you you can't no one's driving from saskatoon to winnipeg to follow your band to see you two nights in a row you know what i mean like whereas in europe where like you can play two weeks worth of shows and people can still show up from week one at the end of week two if they ride the train for a couple of hours you know what i mean like it's it's way easier to find fans who are super into your shit because they're able to go to multiple shows in a row, you know, like it'd be, be, it's, it's a really, really different experience touring wise. And I think that's very interesting. That is super interesting. I uh, have no experience in Europe. Yeah. Well, it sounds uh, similar to generally your guys area, but more European and I'd imagine warmer beer. I guess I know yeah. that, that's well, another, that's another fun story about them is, uh, here in Canada, everybody sells koozies for their bands because they sell like gangbusters and everybody likes cold oh, beer. Oh, oh. So they brought them over there and everybody just drinks room temperature Modelo over there. So nobody bought a Kenny koozies they didn't sell a goddamn one. That's super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's this for? Yeah, that's literally like they were at like squats trying to give them away and nobody wanted them. <laughs> Should be like it keeps your drink warm, <laughs> yeah, or cold. Maybe it's too warm in here, and you want your drink more room temperature. I think my my final question here is: um, you're a uh, self proclaimed gear aficionado. Um, how has that affected the band? <laughs> Have you convinced the band to get some sweet shit on stage or what? Uh, so yes, um, <laughs> good. Gary was like, Gary was like, what bass head should I buy? And I was like. Buy, buy a mark base buy a mark base head it, it's they're they're fun i uh, i had one they're clean it's good just get that and so he went to guitar center bought a little mark three and um mark base 210 and i was like what what <laughs> like because that <laughs> i i thought I, I like i thought he was just like oh yeah what, what do you guys think and then he just showed up with it one day and he's like oh okay yeah that that works that's that's just all of the gear that I wish I had in my basement. <laughs> but, uh, um, I During the pandemic, I bought and sold a lot of pedals because I wanted to try a lot of pedals, like okay. playing bass in my basement. Um, so I'd buy it, I'd try it, and I'd be like, this is cool, I want to try a different one, and sell it, and then buy another one. And along the way, I stopped selling them and, and kept acquiring them, so now I have an entire shelf of guitar pedals and I have multiple, like I, I try and bring them to practice and I'm like, you guys should, you guys should try this. It's it, it, try this fuzz, try this distortion. He's like, nah, I, I like, I, I got my head because I like the Marshall distortion. I, I like this. I, I, I do that. And it, that's all the distortion I need. And, or it's like, uh, I, I have the two pedals that I use. I, I don't, I don't need any, I don't need that. 
And I'm just like, come on, just just tr please try it. I have it. I don't use it. It's sitting in my basement. Please try this. And they're like, maybe I'll get to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, the the pedal the pedal game can be a deep hole, man. I uh, I've managed to avoid it myself because I did the same thing your guitarist has done. Uh, <laughs> and, and I at one point I was like, ah, so I got to get the pedals. And then I started working at a. a music store long mcquaid is our kind of big chain store here uh i started working there and when they give you a discounted rate on financing buying everything seems like a really good idea so mm. at that point i yeah i also made the decision where i was like well i could collect pedals or i could just get an amp that sounds the way i want it to and then i realized that the amp that sounded the way i wanted to was like four thousand dollars and i made some <laughs> concessions <laughs> <laughs> I did not get a hand-wired Rocker Verb 50. I got a different orange that was a lot cheaper, but you know. Yeah, what I mean. um, yeah it's uh, the, the, the pedal game be, be crazy. I have a friend who has a giant wall of pedals, and he does the same thing you do. When I go over and visit him, he'll, he'll grab a grocery bag, and he'll literally just start throwing pedals into it and be like, see you in a few months. <laughs> please, please, sir take my pedals yeah. make use yeah. of them yeah absolutely like we have i i think we've each got probably three or four of each other's pedals that we've just had for like a year just because what it, like he's got i i don't even remember what i lent to him but he's probably got four or five versions of it so i don't know whether he's using mine or not but it doesn't <laughs> matter <laughs> Cool. Uh, well, we're, uh, we've hit about 40 minutes here, which is awesome. Um, so I think to wrap it up, uh, I'm just going to get you to uh, give me some plugs. Uh, what's, uh, what can we do? What can listeners do to listen to your band? Uh, where can they give you the most money? Um, yeah, it's uh, what are the socials, all that stuff. Uh, well, we just got powerup.band, which is fun. Uh, that's, cool. a, that's, a little, that's a fun little website. URL that you could put into your devices, you know, get the um, fuck out of here.com. Yeah, exactly. We're a band, not a commercial entity. We lose. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we have, we're just trying to finish this album. Uh, we aren't playing. We are playing a couple, a couple shows, uh, but all of that's in our link tree. And uh, yeah, just listen to our, you, and our, Bandcamp's always the 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 best place to like support uh, someone if you can't support them directly. I feel like specifically Bandcamp Friday if you can. Specifically Bandcamp Friday, um, but yeah, yeah, uh, we will get the album as soon as we can, and uh, right then you can listen to that. Fuck yeah, I will be. I will be looking forward to it. Um, awesome. Well, uh, thanks for uh, being on the show and. Um, Hope you have a great day, and yeah. Uh, Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for listening to Gear in Your Bedroom. Hit up Checker Past on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at CheckerPassPod, or send us an email at CheckerPassPod at gmail.com, or tweet directly to me at Joey Oblivion on the Bird app or in the Checkerhead Discord. Uh, thank you so, so, so much for being patrons and becoming true Checkerheads and supporting our little podcast. 
uh, and helping us to support the community that we all love so much. Uh, y'all are the best, and hopefully you are enjoying this podcast. Uh, if you ever feel like you need to pick up a new toque or a shirt, uh, merch is always available at checkerpass.ca. And the theme song for the show is a 16-bit cover of Goldfinger's Here in Your Bedroom from the Meme Music channel on YouTube. Uh, check them out for all kinds of chiptune covers and other cool tunage. Thanks for listening, and uh, check me out next week. Bye. Bye.